0: Hey, Business Building Warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. Thanks for hanging out with me today. This episode is going to cover the five lessons, the five biggest lessons that I've learned after well over 20 years of having e-commerce income as the only income for my family. I saw a picture, you know, how Facebook reminds you of pictures you posted five years ago, 10 years ago, that kind of thing. And you'll see them pop up. Well, one of the pictures that popped up on my feed here today, as I'm recording this, was a picture of my wife and I standing in China in front of a a large temple area. I don't remember what it was called exactly, but we're there. And 95% of the other people in the background in this picture are people who live in China from China, and they're seeing this, you know, the sights the same way we are. And uh, the only blonde-haired kid (laughs) or blonde-haired person within viewing distance of anywhere, I remember that day very well, uh, was our son, who was young at the time. He was uh, probably eight, nine years old, and we were there adopting his younger brother, Tai who is from China, obviously. So if you didn't, weren't aware, we've got three adopted children, two biological children. So this is kind of the story unfolding. Without diving into our family history, suffice it to say that I was just remembering that that moment that we were able to travel, it was so special for us because we knew that my business was continuing. I had complete flexibility of schedule. The income was continuing regardless of whether I was in the United States working behind a desk 9 to 5 or if I just had internet access and I was in a foreign country adopting a child. We had our business in our pocket at that point. I've enjoyed that flexibility of lifestyle and our family has been built around that flexible schedule and we've done it for quite some time now. At this point we've got two kids married another one about to be married only two left at home and the reality's been we've homeschooled we've loved flexible lifestyle we do weather-based parenting even at times. If it's a nice day, we'd go to the zoo, that kind of thing. The complete flexibility mixed with the opportunities of the internet have shaped our family for a couple decades plus at this point. And I was reflecting as I saw that picture, what are the biggest lessons that I've learned? If I had to sum it up into just a handful of bullet points, the biggest things that I would try to convey to somebody who's considering that type of lifestyle and opportunity for their family or for their future and fortunately I think for you I was able to reduce it down to just five I could have spent time and come up with several more I think but I tried to really cram as much value as I could into a very short list and all five of the concepts start with the letter T so hopefully that's helpful to you as well let me go through the list real quick Uh, the five words. It's just five one-word concepts. And then I'll dive into what each of those words mean. And again, the goal here is to help shape the way you process the e-commerce opportunities that are there available to all of us. And you don't have to spend very much time with me at all before you start to realize I talk people into launching businesses all the time. I don't care what your list of excuses is. You should be starting a business everybody needs more streams of income. Everybody should learn how to serve using the internet creatively. And I'll make a case for that as we go through these five T words. So the first one is traffic. The next one is test. The third one is tribe. Four is time. And five is teach. Those are my five words. And this could probably be a book at some point. Who knows? Maybe someone will beat me to the punch. But here's the five T words again, one more time. Traffic, test, tribe, time, and teach. And I even worked a little bit on putting those in order. So hopefully it paints a clear picture for you as we step through these. So who is this episode for today? It's anyone who's trying to use the internet creatively to launch a new income stream or launch multiple income streams over 20 years. I've seen literally at this point, thousands of people use the internet in creative ways to do some incredible things. I've also seen thousands of people go down dead-end roads, waste a lot of time, effort and energy, blood, sweat and tears poured into projects that just didn't pan out. I've seen a lot at this point. 20 years in e-commerce is significant. You probably don't have a whole lot of friends that can say, yeah, I've been doing e-commerce successfully for 20 years. We've coached almost 10,000 people at this point. Can you believe that? With the same coaching director on my team for 19 plus years, we've coached nearly 10,000 people. That's just our high-end coaching. That's not talking about all the courses and books and this podcast that you're listening to right now. Thanks for listening, by the way. We're coming up on 5 million downloads on iTunes alone at this point. That's a lot of people consuming the content, watching our training. I've sold products on eBay, Amazon, Walmart. I've been doing it for years. My family's involved in the business now. Some of my kids are at the warehouse. My mom, my aunt, they work every day. That's their job. So this is very much ingrained into our family. I've learned a lot of lessons and hopefully I've earned the right to speak into your life just a little bit over some warnings and hopefully some eye-opening lessons that will help shape the way you approach and tackle e-commerce opportunity. Now, before... I go too far. I feel compelled to say that the rules of business have never changed, nor will they ever change. That's right. The rules of business have never changed, nor will they ever change. Simply condensed, it's serving others well. It's turning $5 bills into $10 bills while serving others so well that they're excited to part with that $5 bill that they just paid you. And you can then profitably use those funds to continue serving without needing donations from anybody. A profitable business is simply a service that doesn't need donations to continue operating. That's what a profitable business is. So I love helping business owners learn how to serve well and stay profitable so they can keep their doors open that's what we do around here. But the internet presents some unique opportunities. So the rules of business have never changed, but the internet specifically has changed some of the tools that are available to us. And some of the risk factors have been minimized. So the rules of business have never changed, nor will they ever change, but the risks have been minimized and the tools available certainly have changed dramatically, making a lot of new things possible that just weren't possible 10, 20, especially 30 years ago, inconceivable. And now it's readily available for any of us. So this is encouraging you to step into that arena. So the five points again, and I'll jump into this, traffic, test, tribe, time, and teach. Let's jump into traffic. I started here because that was one of the first lessons I learned was instead of trying to Get the attention of people with your own website, trying to launch the next best, greatest idea out there cold into the internet. Go where the traffic is. If you're not sure where to start, go to where the people are. Go to where the people have already gathered. It's the equivalent of building a signpost for your business in the middle of the desert, where maybe two people will see it in the next 10 years, also known as building a website <laughs> right, from scratch. Or go to where the people are already gathered, go to those platforms leverage the momentum of other people who already have the attention of the audience you'd like to have. That's why we start to talk about Amazon so fast when someone comes to us and says, hey, I just need a business model that works. I'm ready to work, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to do what it takes. I know there's gonna be blood, sweat, and tears. I know there's gonna be a period of intense focused effort. I know there's gonna be some mistakes made, but give me something that works. I don't wanna spend a whole lot of money. I just want to earn money while I learn something that works. We say, well, you need to get to Amazon then because Amazon represents half of all transactions in the United States, approximately half any given day online. Amazon is the biggest game in town. Go where the eyeballs are. What am I going to sell? That's what we teach people. I'm not going to dive into that right now. That's what our proven Amazon course beginner modules are all about. There's a link to the proven Amazon course on my website at silentgym.com, of course, That's the oldest course in the Amazon seller universe. We've been teaching people for years and years, 12 years plus at this point, how to launch successful businesses on Amazon. We've got modules for all levels that we start people out if they're brand new, especially with one specific module that teaches you how to tap into the potential of Amazon so you can learn, earn while you learn, earn while you learn. It's a very important concept in our community. We don't like to see people spend a ton of money and then hope it works out someday. That's the way business used to be done. The risk game has changed. You don't have to take big risks. We'll talk more about that as I get into some of the other points that I have for you today. But there's just no need to take big risks anymore. That's the beauty of the internet. So you go where the traffic already is. But Jim, I've got this big idea. I've got this passionate project I want to tackle. I want to use the internet to do the things that I want to do. Well, we're not talking about that quite yet. I'll get there. But the first lesson is if you want to build a successful, stable, long lasting income using the internet correctly, you're going to, the sooner you learn this lesson, the better. Start where the traffic is already happening, where eyeballs are already there. People are already there, actively engaged. Go there. I don't care if it's another leader who has a community. And I'm approached all the time. We've got a Facebook group of 72,000 people, it's free. Link, silentgym.com. If you didn't know, go check it out. Hundreds of tagged recent success stories from our students, people interacting, helping each other out. We get approached all the time because we have a group, a tribe, if you will, which is one of the words we're going to get to. We have a tribe and people want to get the attention of that tribe. And quite often we let them get the attention of that tribe because they earn their way onto that stage. That's a great way to get yourself in front of the eyeballs of the prospects that you want to need for whatever it is you're trying to do is to creatively partner in what we call a three-way win with a tribe leader, a tribe owner. So you've got to, I call it the Oprah Winfrey effect as I've taught this for many, many years. If you think back to Oprah Winfrey's show, maybe you watched a few shows. It's been a long time since I've seen any of that, but she would bring people on stage who did three things. They made the audience feel like they had been served well. They heard great stories, great content, interesting information, right? So the audience was served well. They made Oprah look good every time. If you notice, no one ever came on her show and made her look like a clown, ever. And the person who was there, obviously, got in front of a new audience that they hadn't otherwise been exposed to. That's the three-way win. You can build an entire e-commerce career after on understanding how three-way wins work. But if you don't have the tribe you want yet, you're going to have to go onto the platform or get in front of the audience that you want while making the person who owns that audience feel like they were served well, make the audience served well, and then you get the benefit of the attention as well. The three-way win. That's called going where the traffic is already in existence instead of trying to carve your own path in the wilderness. So that's point number one. Leverage the platforms that already exist. That's, again, as a reminder, why we start you off on Amazon. And just to drive that point home just a little bit more, why Amazon, I told you half of all transactions happen there. It looks very bright for the future as well, if you weren't aware. E-commerce has been growing at a nice, steady rate. A lot of people think that e-commerce already kind of dominates retail in the United States. It, it doesn't. E-commerce is only 15 to 18% of retail most retail is still done traditionally. Now, the numbers are slowly sliding up on the graph as far as the amount of retail that's done online versus traditional, but we're still at only 15 to 18% online. As massive as Amazon is, it's still only around six, 7% of all retail in the United States the numbers are going up though. E-commerce is growing. Amazon is growing. If you know how to sell physical products online, you are tapping into a massive opportunity with a very strong forecast into the future. So that's why we like to start people out on Amazon as well, or on the existing big platforms. Don't try to carve your own path. It's just not a necessary risk. You can do it. You'll hear stories of people doing it, Building a website with their homemade recipe for whatever, and they launch it out to the world and say, Hey, here we are. There's just so much easier ways to do it now. You don't have to do business the way it used to be done because there's new tools and the risks have been lowered if you take advantage of those tools and strategies. All right. So, number two is test. What do you mean by test, Jim? What's test? Well, this is. To me, the biggest opportunity that the internet brought to the world, with this is my 20-year perspective, the ability to test. What do I mean by that? Well, if, you, if we go back in time many, 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 many years ago before the internet, 25 years ago, <laughs> right? Building a business meant spending a whole lot of money writing a business plan, raising funds, getting a building, hiring employees, creating your product. Months and months of work and then years of building and testing and hoping and a whole bunch of money poured into a process that eventually, someday, hopefully, usually not, but hopefully made the person with the original idea two, three, five years ago some money. It took a lot of time and effort and energy. and, And I think one of the things that's lost on so many folks, maybe those who are like on the lower side of 30, let's say, they didn't get a chance to see that that's how the world works. Most businesses failed. All businesses required a whole lot of time, effort, energy, good timing, and a lot of stuff is just out of your control. Now, what we kind of have is this in-between period where a lot of people still think the world kind of works that way, but they're looking at these tools of the internet and they're kind of trying to squeeze them into that old model still. Where some of us, many of us, hopefully you after listening to this today, realize that None of those old rules really apply to launching a business anymore. Now, the rules of running a successful business have never changed, nor will they ever change. You have to serve customers well. They pay you, and you provide more value than what they paid you while making a profit, which helps you keep your doors open. Those rules will never change. But what has changed is we can test. That's the second word today. Word number two, test. You can test small. You can fail often. And test small, which means you have to learn to embrace failure. One of the more disappointing aspects of the public education, the way that it's set up, from my vantage point, is we teach people that failure is bad. Avoid failure. You don't want to fail. An F on your report means you failed. That means you did a bad job. That's a bad thing that reflects negatively on your future. You don't want to fail. I'm saying quite the opposite because testing small costs me so little because experimenting is so. Incredibly simple. I want to fail constantly. I want to embrace failure. I want to stack my failures up around me as a sense of pride. I want to build a beautiful wall of failures because that means I'm testing constantly. Now, I don't want those failures to cost me a whole lot. But if I can fail for a few pennies, fail for a few dollars, fail for a few minutes of my time and, and try a new idea and then suddenly come across one that does work, an idea, and I can run with that, I want to fail constantly. I want to be testing and failing constantly. That's a very powerful rule that we have. Another reason we love Amazon. You can start to wade in very slowly, getting paid while you learn, testing out ideas. Some people who say, well, Jim, I have no money. How do I test? I don't have any money to set up an Amazon account. Well, you can still do the same thing. You can let a few neighbors know, a few friends know, hey, I'm selling stuff online now. If you got anything you don't want, I'd love to list it on Facebook Marketplace, on eBay, not on Amazon. Facebook Marketplace or eBay are my two suggestions, especially in the United States. Pretty much everywhere has these kind of local yard sale, virtual yard sale type websites. In the US, the hot ones are definitely Facebook Marketplace and eBay. And I'm going to take a few pictures of this item. I'm going to list it out there. If something sells, I'll split the money with you. You don't need any money to do that. Test it out. Well, Jim, what if I fail? It didn't cost you anything. And how do you fail at that, by the way? Well, what if no one calls me? Ask a few more people. Do they have anything laying around that they wouldn't mind selling and sharing half the money with you if you do all the work? You're going to have more stuff than you know what to do with. That business model right there, plus hustle, is $50,000 a year in the bank pretty easily, I would say, if not more significantly more than that. The opportunity is everywhere, but you need to be willing to test. And after you've seen those first few tests Work and you've got some momentum, then you can step into some of the more advanced business models where you're actually building a real business. You're building an asset that you could sell someday. You're hiring people. You're building a real machine that serves your customers well while putting money in the bank, allowing you the free time and the freedom and the financial liberty to do the things that you really want to do with your life. That's why I'm so bullish on business. It's so easy to test. So, okay, so far we've talked about traffic, going where the traffic is, talked about testing learning to test small, fail constantly, embrace failure, test, test, test. If you haven't tested five new ideas in the past couple of months, you need to be testing more ideas. Now, am I saying be distracted constantly? No, here's something that's very important that, I, that I'd like to point out when I talk about uh, testing. You need to focus most of your time. Well, you know what? I'll talk about that when I get to time because remember word number four is time. I'm gonna talk about how to spend your time when I get to time. But you don't want to be distracted. That's the point I wanna make here. If you stop the podcast right now you're like, all right, that's enough tips, Jim, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start testing a whole bunch of stuff. No, that's not necessarily what I said. You need to focus on what works and bolt that down before you fly off and, and start testing the things. And I'll try to give you a parameter to work on. I've coached people on this concept because they hear me saying, you need to bolt down the ideas that work and you need to, to make sure that those are going great. But I also hear you saying constantly test. Like, how do I do those two? Well, I'll give you a ratio of of how I manage that. Okay, next word is tribe. I love this word. We talk about it. I would say 80% of our relationships, excuse me, of our podcast episodes have a relationship theme. That topic comes up constantly. This is a biblical theme. And if you go back and listen to episode zero of this podcast series, silentjim.com, I explain why I talk so much about the the biblical ethic that, that lays underneath every episode and every concept we teach around here. It's the most successful business infrastructure upon which you can build anything, regardless of your worldview. These are thousands of year old principles that have just been proven time and time and time again to be so effective as business tools. So that biblical ethic of relationships business exists for the purpose of enhancing relationships. So to the degree that you intentionally pursue excellence in your relationships, you're going to have a stronger business. You're going to make more money. What do I mean by tribe? Well, find your people. I heard one pastor say, when you find your people, then you can find your purpose. Once you've found your people, you'll find your purpose. I love that. And one of the things I'm proud of about the community that's kind of grown up around the content that my team and I have been creating for so long is this tribe, this group of people. They like hanging out with each other. They form mastermind groups. They get together organically based on the city they live in. They're hanging out and doing things together, learning e-commerce and doing life together. That's the sign of a very healthy organization. If you're analyzing a business concept, I cannot overemphasize this point enough. If you haven't, Written down anything yet? And this might be a concept you want to put into your own words as a reminder. If you're the kind of person who bounces from idea to idea to idea and you're always looking at shiny objects and getting distracted, here's one that you might want to put in your own words and put on a post it note, stick it near your computer somewhere so you don't get sucked into all those bad ideas. It's this the next time you're considering a business idea, considering buying a course or jumping into a paid community of some kind or getting into a, a group and trying a new business strategy do this. The first thing you want to do is you want to ask the leadership. I call this the uh, throwing down the gauntlet on the industry. I've done this a few times over the years because what you want to do is ask the leadership of that community, ask their support team. Hey, where do the people who are doing this business successfully hang out? Where online is the tribe of people who are doing this concept? Maybe you can find it on your own. Maybe you can ask the leaders. But if that tribe doesn't exist, there's not a group of people already kind of doing that business model, then you're climbing an uphill battle that I do not recommend, especially for new business building warriors. And what I mean by that, like you've never successfully launched a product, you've never successfully had a business that made you money using the internet creatively. If you've never had tremendous success with something and you don't have that confidence, you shouldn't be exploring out into new areas that are uncharted territory. It's just completely unnecessary. That's the risk thing that we already talked about. Don't take all these big unnecessary risks. It just isn't, it doesn't make any sense. You're doing business the way it was done in the 1970s. You're taking huge risks and hoping it works out someday after spending a whole bunch of money on an uncertain project. There's no need. Go hang out with people who are doing the model successfully, who want to help you succeed as well. And if that group doesn't exist, then you're probably looking at a dead-end business opportunity, especially if you're new to making money. Find your tribe. I'm very I'm very bullish about the tribe that we've built with the My Silent Team community is what it's called. There's a link at silentgym.com. I reference it all the time. 72,000 business building warriors. We have a very open-handed approach to e-commerce and to business and to supporting each other. We have uh, an abundance mindset, you could say, meaning you can have as much success as you want. Come on in. We don't see you as a competitor. You want to find that kind of community and hang out with those people online. It needs to be an active community. You don't want to go in there and hear crickets. Congratulations, you've had one new post this week. That's not the community you need. Now, maybe you can find some great friends in those smaller, quieter communities. That's great. But if you're considering a new business opportunity, you want to see it active. You want to see people in there making mistakes, sharing their challenges, sharing their wins. A real business is going to have challenges and wins and heartaches. Don't fall for the shiny sales page. There's challenges and work to be done in absolutely every business model, including all the business models that we teach. Hopefully you've realized that by now. It's not so easy that you can teach a you know a toddler to hit a few keys and make money. Those systems just don't exist. It's going to take blood, sweat, work, tears, agony, triumphs, tragedies, trial and error, time, frustrations, but it's so worth it to have a business that gives you the flexibility and the lifestyle to step out of the nine to five, to step out of the grinds, to step off the hamster wheel, and to be in control of your time and your schedule and your finances. So worth it. That short period of intense focused effort, so worth it. But You're going to need a tribe. You're going to need some people doing the same business that you're doing who've had success, who are willing to bring you along. That's one of the reasons we have our coaching program. I mentioned it earlier. For those who want to shortcut the process of going from where they are now to where they know they would like to be and where they could be, get there as fast as possible. Well, how about you spend time with someone who's doing it actively every day, successfully at a high level, who's carved out a little bit of their time to help others who want to take the same journey. That's what our coaching program is. Again, there's a link at silentgym.com for that. All right, so that's me talking about the tribe. I have a lot that I could say about relationships, but finding a community and being, being very, very skeptical until you do find that community, those are probably my top two tips when it comes to finding your tribe. Next, you need to, don't be afraid to do live events. We've got a live event coming up July 6th through 8th, 2023. And I know this about most entrepreneurs most business building warriors who use the internet creatively to launch businesses. We're introverts. It attracts a lot of us. That's not an excuse to be shy. That's not an excuse to isolate. You cannot do this business or any business as a lone wolf. You need to come out of your comfort zone. You need to come to Ohio, July 6th through 8th, 2023, Columbus, Ohio. The Proven Conference is the website. Three words, theprovenconference.com. Love to see you there. Hundreds of introverts from this community are going to gather. In many cases, that's the only live event they do all year. But they get together with other people who are doing the business models that we teach on this podcast. They're doing it them successfully. Along with our coaches, so many of the podcast guests that you've heard, some of the great sponsors you've heard talking about this program. And we're just all gonna gather, have a great three days, 40 breakout sessions. Get over to the website and check it out. But the point is, form a tribe. One of the things we're going to do there, for example, is put people into mastermind groups, help you find a group so you can do Zoom virtual meetups. We're that serious about forming a tribe and having people you can lean on, having relationships. I was recently asked on an AM talk show out of Denver, Colorado. I was invited to talk on their business program. And they said, if you had to identify, Jim, after 20 years of e-commerce experience, coaching thousands of students, if you had to identify that one most significant factor in who wins and who loses in e-commerce, what's the one thing if you had to reduce it down? And he presented the question as if it was going to be some big challenging thing that I would have to think long and hard about. But instantly I knew the answer because I, I can carve a line right down the middle of our community over the years and put on one side the people who have won and on the other side the people who have lost and that dividing line is people who pursue relationships intentionally. People who approach the store manager and have conversations. People who get on the phone instead of sending an email. People who get on Zoom calls a few times a week and have a mastermind group. Those people tend to win big. And the people who say, you know what, I'm gonna be left alone. I don't wanna deal with the world. I don't wanna deal with people. The reason I started an internet best business is because I don't like people. Those people tend to burn out, fade away, fizzle, and struggle. That's the dividing line right down between the, the people who win and the people who don't. That's the best line that I, I've been able to identify. Maybe you've got a better line. Let me know which line you draw on the sand between the people who go on to win and the people who don't. But with a biblical platform, it makes total sense because the Bible encourages relationships at every turn. And it has a lot to say about people who spend their life making their life about others and including others in their life and how well they tend to do versus those who tend to isolate from God and from others and how poorly they do. It's just a truth. You don't have to like it. Kind of like gravity. It's just there. It's not something you like or don't like. It's just the way the world actually operates. So hopefully you find that helpful. Tribe, finding your tribe and the importance of that. Hey, we'll get back to the podcast episode in just a couple moments, but I want to tell you about The Proven Conference. Get over to theprovenconference.com. We're going to be gathering in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th, 2023. We want you to be there. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast will be there. This is the 11th time that we've done this event. It just keeps getting better every year. If you're brand new, you're going to love this event. If you've been around a while, this is a chance to gather with those great friends that you've come to love from this community. Here's some things we've never done before that you're going to absolutely love about this year's event. Not only is it one of the best room rates we've ever seen, $139 a night for an incredibly beautiful hotel that normally costs $200 per night more than the rate we were able to negotiate. Because the group has grown so large, we're negotiating some great room rates. It's in a beautiful city. Again, theprovenconference.com has details. Here's some of the training sessions that we're going to offer. Of the 40 sessions we're going to do, the breakout sessions, here's some of them that you've never seen before. These ideas should get you excited. You're going to love two or three of these. Check this out. First, we're going to have a buy and hold product for Amazon sellers. It's a product that any of us can easily go buy, hold it for a period of time. It goes up in value very consistently. We're going to teach you how many members of our community are successfully using that buy and hold strategy with some beautiful inventory that's going to blow you away. Any of us can do this. We're going to tell you how to set up a physical location to sell some of your excess inventory. We're gonna teach you the basics of setting up a storefront. People walk in, buy your inventory, make it very profitable, how to man it, how to manage it. We've got sellers doing very successfully with it. They're gonna teach us how they're doing what they do. We've got a brand new bot strategy for online sourcing, using bots to source profitable inventory online for your replens business. This has never been taught anywhere before. nor other course content or tool up there does what we're gonna show you. You're going to absolutely love learning that. You're going to be exposed to a print-on-demand strategy that many sellers in our community are using with great success right now on a very inexpensive product, very easy to test. For a few hundred dollars, you can test run this concept. And every once in a while, each one of these tests is going to turn into a beautiful opportunity for you. We're going to talk you through how to test small and how to find these beautiful print-on-demand winning products. So you can have private label products in your lineup. We're going to teach that at the event. Finally, we're going to talk to you about how to set up a prep center. If you want to attend that breakout session, we need prep centers. All of our international students rely heavily on prep centers. We've got a lot of sellers in our community. They don't want their inventory showing up on their front steps. They want to send it to a prep center. We need more quality prep centers. We're going to train you how to do it. Maybe you take on a handful of clients provide a valuable service. It's another stream of income. That's just a handful of the more than 40 great breakout sessions we're going to have at this event. And don't worry, if you can't attend all of them, if you get stuck in the hallway talking to friends, that's fine. We're recording professionally all these sessions. You get them all for free as a registered attendee. Even if you can't come, it makes sense to buy registration just so you can get all those videos for free after the event is over. We've got lower registration prices than we had last year. You'd think with inflation, the price of everything's going up. Not so. We're dropping our prices. Get over to theprovenconference.com. See the great prices on this event. You're going to want to be there. Finally, let's talk about the VIP option. You can read this on the sales page theprovenconference.com. But if you sign up to be a VIP at this event, there's some really cool things you get that we've never done before. We're going to put you into a mastermind group. It's optional, of course. You don't have to do this, but if you want to be part of a mastermind group and hang out with other VIPs who are trying to form a mastermind, we're going to form you into small groups that meet actually at the event and then continue to meet after the event is over on a regular basis. It's optional, but it's a great benefit of doing the VIP option lunches are provided on site for a couple of the days that you're there as a vip you'll want to take advantage of that very great lunches very conveniently located meeting with the great coaches and leaders from our team for a nice extended lunch period in a private room you're going to absolutely want to take advantage of that as a vip and of course as always early room entry every day so you get the best seats in the house. So VIP is a great investment if you want to get the most out of this event. We do expect VIP to sell out, so don't wait if that's something you're considering. Hey, let's get back to today's podcast episode, but remember, when you're done listening, get over to theprovenconference.com for all details. July 6th through 8th, 2023, we will see you in Columbus, Ohio. Back to the podcast. It's just a truth. You don't have to like it. Kinda of like gravity; it's just there. It's not something you like or don't like. It's just the way the world actually operates. So hopefully, you find that helpful. Tribe, finding your tribe, and the importance of that. All right, let's see if I've left anything else so far in our first three. I'm having fun with this. Hopefully, you're enjoying this. Let's talk about how you spend your time and the value of time. A couple things to say on uh, time to revisit point number two when I was talking about testing. And your question at that point might be, well, Jim, okay, if I'm supposed to be testing new things all the time, well, how do I spend time doing what works and testing new things? I use the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, if you will. I want to spend 80% of my time on the routines and the discipline required to maintain what I already know has momentum. Even if it's not going as well as I'd like, I'm going to focus on those things that are working. I'm going to focus on the boring parts of my business, the things I just don't want to do. One of my mentors, Daniel Lappin, Rabbi Daniel Lappin has said a couple times on his podcast, and I really embraced this. He said, if you know, the rabbis don't like to reduce everything down to one principle. But when you really force them to, he said, the one thing that separates people who succeed from those who don't, if I had to identify one factor, it would be doing the things that must be done when they must be done. In other words, The discipline to do the stuff you don't really feel like doing—that's what separates people who succeed from people who fail in all aspects of life, including business. So you want to spend eighty percent of your time making sure you're dotting the i's, crossing the t's, getting the forms turned in that you got to get turned in, answering those emails that have sat there for a few days too long. Eighty percent of your time is there. Twenty percent of your time, learning, testing, trying, failing, checking out new podcasts, going back through some concepts that you wrote down in your notebook a few months ago, these brainstorms you had. Spinning your wheels a little bit on some new ideas that don't go anywhere. That's okay. Because remember, you can test small and fail small and eventually find something really great. And once that thing that's really great starts to get some momentum and you get excited, you start to squeeze it into the other 80% of your time that's spent focused on automating the systems that run the stuff that's already bolted down. And as a multiple income stream guy, I can tell you that it does work out really, really well. It's not like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I was born on a farm. I know exactly what that looks like. I've seen it. It's chaos. That's not what running multiple streams of income is supposed to look like. With multiple streams of income, you're always asking yourself, Am I taking care of the details to maintain the income from the systems that I know work? If so, have I put other people in place who can maintain those systems in my absence? In other words, am I only doing the things that only I can do? And if the answer is no, then I need to be putting someone else in place of those profitable systems. It's going to cost me a little bit of my net profit, perhaps, to put someone in place, but it's going to free up my most valuable asset, my time. So 80% of my time is spent working on the things that work, putting good people in place, freeing up my time. And 20% is spent trying new things, attempting new projects, et cetera. And if you have to carve that time out and maybe it's one day a week that you end up putting on your calendar, Friday is play day. Experiment, try new things, read new books, new concepts, experiment around with some new business concepts. Call some people that I otherwise probably wouldn't normally call and brainstorm ideas. But the rest of the week, Business—it's all business. The stuff that I know is working. Checking the boxes, doing the work that I don't really want to do—that needs to be done. So that's how you divide your time. That's so how you spend your time is very valuable. Uh, the other concept regarding time is how you spend your time educating yourself and what processes you use to educate yourself. And this is an area where I think our culture has not quite adapted when I say our culture, I'm talking about the public school system and the way we teach people. We spend a whole lot of time preparing people for what they might eventually go do someday. And we spend a whole lot of time cramming facts into your head that you could easily Google in a few seconds. Your ability to memorize facts and points of data is in no way has it ever been demonstrated to be an indicator of your ability to succeed ultimately in life, financially or in any other way. Memorizing facts while it's an interesting party trick and it's a skill that could possibly win you some money on the game show Jeopardy, serves no other benefit that I've identified as far as actually succeeding in life. It makes you interesting for conversations and you want to be well-read and educated. I'm certainly not knocking those things. Read a lot of books. Read more books than they expect you to at school for sure, please. But that's not what makes you successful in business. What makes you successful is a mindset shift. Towards just in time learning. Now, if you've never heard us talk about that before, that's a new concept. Let's set that aside for a moment. Just in time learning. What is that? Let's explain just in case learning. You will recognize this because that's the way you've probably learned your whole life. Especially again, if you went through a public school system. They're teaching you all kinds of things just in case you might need them someday. Today we're going to talk about how to dissect an isosceles triangle just in case someday you need to be able to do this. Well, that's great. And I can pass the test and memorize the steps to do that. Or I could go Google it later if I ever actually do need to do that. But the point is, you've spent a lot of time learning stuff you'll need just in case. We see that in our community with people that we train on Amazon, for example, they'll come to us and they'll say, hey, I'm going to buy the proven Amazon course, but I have a question first. How long is it gonna take me to go through this course? Because they're coming at it from a just-in-case mindset. They think that we're going to teach them everything they'll ever need, so they're prepared just in case scenario X happens, or just in case scenario Y happens, or just in case they ever encounter scenario Z. We're not going to teach you all that stuff. You don't need to know all that stuff. Instead of doing a bunch of just-in-case learning and filling your head with stuff that you may not need for weeks, months, or years, or ever, We take a just-in-time approach. We're gonna teach you the few things you need to start putting money in the bank. And then from there, the next steps are going to be made obvious to you. And then as you grow, the next steps. Now it's time to get a virtual assistant. Now it's time to start using a prep center. Here's how you do it. Now it's time to start getting into bundles, branded bundles. Now it's time to start thinking about maybe launching your own private label product. We're not gonna teach you that as a new seller. We're gonna step you through the steps that we've seen, the patterns that we've seen emerge where you're learning what you need as you need it. Instead of filling your head with everything you might need, we're going to give you a few hours of training and you're going to go do what you've learned. That same mindset needs to apply to all of your e-commerce endeavors. Just in time learning, learning what you need just in time right when you need it, instead of just in case learning which means filling your head with information for years. So when people come to us and they say, hey, what's this uh, proven Amazon course? How long is it gonna take me to go through that course? We say, "It's, it's a lifetime journey. How far do you wanna go? How big do you wanna make it? There's new information, be it added constantly. There's old information being purged constantly. The information that's in there is being edited and updated constantly. It's a library of everything you'll ever need to know in regards to successfully navigating the business, the constantly changing business arena of Amazon. So there's no start point and end point where you've learned it all. There's no such thing. Those of us who have been doing it for a decade plus, you could gather 50 of us in a room and one by one, we could name things that no one else in the room has ever seen before and brainstorm through it. And we'd all be educating each other. That's the power of community. This constantly changing arena where the rules are always in flux. You've got to be learning constantly. So... topic is time how do i use my time you have to carve out time to be learning constantly always be learning new things but learn stuff that you need right as you need it go find the experts right as you need them we've had a saying in our community for a long time that the solution to every challenge you're going to encounter is a person the solution to every challenge you're going to encounter is a person. So if you're in a community, finding that person is going to be fairly easy. The internet has made that so easy, especially if you found your tribe, you can find that person who takes you to the next step. So it's not a matter of filling your head with all the knowledge you're going to need to succeed. It's a matter of taking that next baby step. The baby step that we like to see people take at the beginning of their e-commerce journey, if they've never had success before, it's the proven Amazon course. It's the replen's model, which if you listen to 50 episodes of this podcast, you're going to hear 40 of them are interviews with successful students who started off exactly that same way, telling their story. That's what we love about the format of the show that stands out among other e commerce shows, in my opinion. I haven't heard any other shows that do this. Maybe you're aware of some. Please let me know. I'd love to listen to shows that feature success story after success story after success story of students doing the stuff they teach on the show. Instead of theory or one guy who hit it big and impressing all of us with all the toys he bought you are paying him money so he can buy more toys, but he's not actually creating any success stories. That's not impressive, really, is it? Where's the tribe? Where's all the people who are doing the business? I consider myself a member of the tribe that's been built here. We're a community of successful business building warriors using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income while encouraging each other to do exactly the same. Rewind to 15 seconds and listen to that again a few times if you need to. I've said it a whole bunch of times. That's what we do around here. That's what this is. I'm not the leader of a tribe. I'm a member of a tribe and I have some certain leadership responsibilities, but so do you. If you're going to be a part of this tribe, this group of people, you're going to have to pour back in what you take out. Otherwise, you're not a contributor and it's going to be harder for you to build relationships. See how that works? So to the degree that you contribute to the tribe, that's the degree that you benefit from, pe- from people saying, wow, okay, you look like you really know what you're talking about. I'd love to have a conversation with you sometime. Let's let's hang out. Let's form a mastermind. Let's get a group going here. Let's, let's get on Zoom once a week with some of these other folks who are at a similar stage and encourage each other. That's how it works. But if you just sit back and soak up and never contribute, you're eventually gonna drift away as a lone wolf and you're gonna get bored. You're gonna get burnout. You're gonna hit a brick wall and not know who you can call. I've seen it happen time and time again all right, that's time. That was our number four. Here's another thing I want to hit uh, before we move off of time. And this is borderline philosophical, Jim, but I've also seen this play out so much over the years that I think it very much applies to one of the top five lessons I want to teach in regards to time. Time is a big topic and I'm hitting it from several different angles here, but how you use your time is very important. I had the opportunity, if you've never heard me talk about this before, I had the opportunity one time to speak to a class of graduating seniors from a small Christian school located near her high school. And I had a great time of it. But one of the things, I think I only had like 15 minutes or so, but one of the things I emphasized with a short amount of time that I had was that they needed to be very careful about focusing on what they wanted versus focusing on what they were made to do. What I meant by that is, You know, you may be passionate about something and we emphasize in our culture all the time, pursue your passions, pursue your passions. You know, what was it that I'm made for? What really gets the juices going for me? And I don't want to deny those things. God gives us all kinds of different gifts and interests, et cetera. That's great. But what if the internet has changed the game so much and I can actually write a book on this topic and go really deep, But I'm going to try to keep this point that I'm making here very short. But what if, the internet is such a gift that the bar has been lowered so far, and the opportunity and the benefit has been blown through the roof so much that you're kind of crazy not to start a business. And then do whatever it is you're passionate about in your spare time 16th century poetry. I'm passionate about that, Jim. I want to build a business around that, Jim. Well, okay. That may or may not ever be profitable. There may may not be enough of a market for that. That may or may not be something that ever actually ends up working out for you. I'm not saying kill the project, do it as a hobby. Let's see where it goes. That's interesting for you, maybe no one else. So, what you are passionate about and what you are interested in, don't let that drive your business direction. Because I've seen over and over and over, this is actually a biblical truth as well. I could demonstrate given the time that serving. Others takes precedent over what it is that you happen to be passionate and interested in, passionate about and interested serving others well in any way, serving others well. What is a business? It's serving others well in such a way that you don't need donations in order to continue serving them well. That's all a business is. Whether you're passionate about it or not at the beginning isn't, doesn't matter. But what I've seen over and over again is people get very passionate when they start seeing the profits. Once you've built a profitable system, in other words, once you see a line of people lining up to say, thank you, wow, that was very helpful. Wow, that was a lot of value. I got more than I was expecting there. If you get a whole line of people saying that to you about any service, and you're building a system to continue that and make that line longer and make the crowd bigger, you're going to find that very rewarding. It doesn't matter what the service is. The example I use all the time is the local dry cleaners. They're awesome. They're so good, so friendly, so prompt, on time, call you if there's a problem. And they're always friendly and smiling and helpful. And the advertising's great. And the people that work there seem to love their jobs. Did that guy, when he was a 12-year-old who started that, think to himself, I want to be a dry cleaner when I grow up. Was he passionate about it? No, he was wearing a cape and he wanted to be a policeman or a fireman or a superhero, just like all the other 12-year-old boys, right? And he was passionate and interested in other things. But the thing is, he now runs such a successful, large operation of dry cleaning And he would say, yeah, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about serving my customers well. I've never met the guy, but I could tell you this because he's really good at it. But he has his spare time now and he has the finances to spend time doing the things that he loves, to spend time in the things he is passionate about, whether they're financially profitable or not it's irrelevant. Those are the things he loves to do. But he has a passion for serving customers well through the business model that was built as well. What's my point? To make it as succinct as possible, don't pursue your passions take your passions with you and pursue a profitable business model that frees up your time. We live in an era where that's possible for any and all. That's why I'm so passionate about e-commerce. But Jim, I'm more interested in this over here. That's great. Do that in your spare time. That's what the weekend is for. That's what evenings are for. Turn off Netflix and write 16th century poetry. That's great but your blog about 16th century poetry that you're trying to turn into a profitable income stream that's been struggling for a few years, how about we make that a side hobby and keep doing it, but stop trying to monetize it and find a low-hanging fruit business model that can start to put money in the bank. You'll become very passionate about serving customers with excellence. You'll start getting into relationships with others who are building businesses and doing the same thing. That energy will make your hobby so much more interesting and take so much pressure off of that hobby. And maybe you will become the world's foremost expert on 16th century poetry and your blog will catch fire and that will be your income someday. That's great. But in the meantime, how about we do something that has a high demand, low risk, carve out some time to start pouring some time, effort, and energy into something that could turn into something very significant for you. So that's the topic of time mixed in with passion. So when I was talking to that group of seniors, I said. Nobody really cares what you're passionate about, unfortunately. Maybe your mom, a few other people that love you, maybe. But most of us, we just don't care what you're passionate about. What we do care about is how are you going to use the gifts and the opportunities God has given you to serve the rest of us? That's what the world really cares about. And I'm doing you a huge favor being the guy that tells you something that doesn't sound too nice when I say it, but that's the way the world actually operates. And you are going to discover that very quickly. What you're passionate about, a lot of people are going to care how you serve the rest of us very well, now we've got something very interesting. And hopefully those two will merge beautifully for you. But if they don't serve well anyway, where you're planted, that will lead to beautiful things for your life. That was the basic message. All right. So we're moving on. Number four was time. I've hit that one pretty heavy. Let's move on to point number five, teach. Point number five is teach. What do you mean teach? Well, we live in a time where anything you see or do that works for you and winds up becoming a, a significant success by however you measure success, you have an opportunity that just wasn't available not that long ago. I sometimes call this the, the two steps to massive success. Step one, succeed yourself, do something blood, sweat, tears, work, effort, energy, learn the process, see some results. Step two, is start teaching others what it is you just did with transparency, with integrity. Business is a leadership journey. That's my 20 year journey, by the way. If you want to read between the lines, I jumped back in time 20 plus years, I started succeeding on eBay. I was selling some things on the weekend and I was. I was flipping some products and doing some different interesting things, and people kept saying, hey, Jim, what are you doing? Hey, how's that work? Hey, that looks interesting. Hey, really? You're making more money on a Saturday than you do from your really good job working Monday to Friday? How's that work? What are you doing? I was spending so much time answering these questions. I just started writing it all down. I started putting it online. I started making videos. I started sharing what I knew. People started listening. They started telling others. Pretty soon, the audience is growing. All I had to do was say, hey, what else do you guys want to learn? Hey, what other questions can I answer for you? And the people who showed the most interest, and here's how you know who's most interested. Here's how you know who sees the most value in what you have to offer. Surely you know how to find out who sees the most value in what you have to offer. Come on, you know the answer to this one. How can you determine who sees the most value in what you have to offer? What's well, the person willing to pay. So the people who are willing to pay, you pay more attention to because they are taking what you have to say and what you have to offer more seriously than others. You've got evidence of it. You've got proof, hard proof that they see more value in what you have to offer than many other people might. So you spend time with them. You pour more resources into the people who are willing to pay. You take them seriously. That's your paying customers. Those are the people who have expressed a serious interest. They put sacrifice in themselves. So now you're sacrificing together. Some of your time, effort, and energy, some of their money, now you're working together. That's how you start to grow a community. That's how you start to identify the people who are taking it seriously. You put them into leadership roles. You spend time with them. You learn from them. Iron sharpens iron with the people who see the world through a similar lens, you're taking the same journey together. See how that works? So you've got a community. It almost starts to form a bullseye if you will, as you're teaching others. You'll you'll have these people on the outer edges who kind of enjoy your free stuff, but they'll never spend a penny of money on anything. They're like, oh, I'm all about the free, dude. I'm never doing anything else. Like, all right, cool, we're happy to help you. Hope our stuff really serves you well. Then you have people willing to spend a little bit of money. You spend a little more time with them. Maybe you'll get a phone call from We'll well, a conversation is this the community for you? Are these the concepts for you? Do you get people who say, you know what, I, I want to go all in like, well, hold it, mister. You've only been in a couple months. We're not quite ready for the all in thing. But if you want to spend a little bit more money and get a coach and spend some time one-on-one with someone who's been doing this the right way for a long time successfully. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start talking about maybe a coach. You get it with a coach, your business starts to succeed. You demonstrate you have a teacher's heart. Now, maybe you're stepping into our core leadership. You're stepping into the coaching team. We've got 60 coaches around here, by the way. And these are the lessons I've learned over time. The people who take you seriously and your message resonates, kind of working towards the middle of the bullseye. And pretty soon you're left with, we got right now, as I'm recording this, about 100 plus people, just over 100, and our core leadership group. These are our coaches, our content creators, our moderators, the people who've been around the longest, our support, uh, support, tech support, uh, answering our emails. Right, so we've got that whole team—the people who form our events and help our content stay up to date. There's a hundred of us, but all of them had a very similar journey. They went from people who were kind of feeling things out, listened to a few podcast episodes, bought the Pro and Amazon course, started to succeed. Maybe they got a coach, maybe they didn't, but they started to prove that the stuff that we teach here works. They demonstrated leadership abilities. They were helpful in the Facebook group. They moved in towards the middle, and no matter what level you find yourself at, we serve this entire community, but it's a it's a process that I think illustrates hopefully for you, whatever it is that you're doing, if there's any degree of success at all in what you're doing in any area, share that content, get that content out there. It doesn't have to go viral to be effective. One of my clients from a long time ago got back to me after I'd recommended he start creating YouTube videos, sharing what he knew. And he'd spent some time and I'd coached him And I'd actually checked in on his YouTube videos a few months after I coached him and I was disheartened. I was a little nervous to follow up with him, to be honest with you, because I said, hey, you need to be creating a new video every week, going into depth, into detail on what it is you teach. He he taught, I don't remember exactly what the topic was. It was kind of a, it was a really strange off the beaten path topic, something like safety processes for large industrial facilities, something like that. Like that was his area of expertise. He was a consultant in that arena. I could have imagined a more boring topic personally, but that's what he knew. That's how he served. His business was doing well, but he wanted it to grow. So he started creating YouTube videos about the safety for large industrial complexes, whatever the topic was. But I looked at his YouTube videos and he had maybe 10 or 12 videos at the time. And one of the videos had eight views. Another video had 24 views. And none of them had more than like 30 or 40 views. And so I, I didn't really want to reach out to him, but I did. And I checked in on him. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? What are you, what are you uh, up to these days? And he said, man, business is exploding because of these YouTube videos. Thank you so much. I'm like, what? I was looking at your channel, like very few views. He said, yeah, but the people who are finding it are such amazingly targeted prospects that my audience is growing. My tribe is growing. They want more. We're meeting. I'm serving them with great content. I'm even writing a book. I mean, things were going great. So getting your content out there, teaching others what it is that you know. If you have an area of expertise, why not create some content? Why not throw it out there? I'm not saying spend $15,000 on a YouTube influencer course. I'm saying pick up your camera on your phone, hit record and say some things into the device and load that onto YouTube and see what happens. Maybe it goes nowhere. Maybe it turns into a beautiful story. Focus most of your time on the stuff that you know works. 20% of your time spend doing things like that, testing. So what if you fail? How much does it cost you if you make a YouTube video and throw it out on the internet and only a few people see it? Does that damage you financially in some way? Of course it doesn't. Be teaching constantly. The business journey that you're on is a leadership journey. And another one of these biblical, timeless Hebrew wisdom points that this is just true across all businesses is the next step of your growth will always, 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 without exception, the next step of growth for you in business will always mean you using your mouth more to communicate what it is you do, what you've learned, what you have to offer, being bold about it. I mean, the whole tradition of being bold about what you do comes from the Hebrew culture, comes from the biblical ethic. They even name themselves after their businesses. That's how bold they are about it in the Hebrew culture. Goldstein is the guy that makes gold jewelry. Wasserman is the guy that delivers water house to house. You know who they are because they carry it. It's their identity. Make who you are and what you do, part of your identity, and be bold about it and share with your mouth constantly who it is you are, what you do. I know how to use the internet to help people launch and grow businesses of their dreams. Using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. I'm part of a tribe of people that do that all day, every day from around the world. That's who I am. That's what I do. That's who you are. That's what you do. Share it boldly. Use your mouth. Present in front of small groups. I'm invited here in a few weeks to speak in front of a large group of of farmers from Indiana, talking about how to get their products on the internet, using the internet creatively. If any of them are listening to this episode, hi, it was great meeting you guys, even though we haven't met yet. I'm sure it was a great day. Maybe you listen to this episode after the fact, because I love being around entrepreneurs. I love being around business builders, using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. That's what we do here. All right, I'm going to wrap this episode up after a quick glimpse of my notes, making sure I didn't leave anything out. I love the ability to just turn on a microphone and talk. I didn't used to be, I'm not saying I'm great at this, but I didn't used to be any good at this at all. The first few times you do it, you may find yourself running out of breath, talking too fast, having to pause and having to edit. This is a completely unedited segment. Me talking into a microphone, if you'd see me try to do this 20 years ago, I wasn't capable of it. Now, I just imagine that I'm sitting here with a friend who said, hey, Jim, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? I'm just going to sit here quietly and let you talk through the five biggest lessons. And hey, how about we make them all start with the letter T? (laughs) And I just started communicating, just speaking from the heart. It took me about 15 minutes of preparation to put some notes on a paper and I'm speaking from the heart. I want that for you as well. It's a beautiful way to make a living while serving others with excellence and making a true impact in their lives. There's nothing more rewarding than hearing from people who say, hey, some of the things you shared, some of the things you said, they really made a difference in my life. They've put me on a better trajectory. My walk with God is better. My walk with my spouse is better. I feel like I'm a better parent. I feel like I'm a better friend. I feel like I'm having more effective success in my business and working with the community around me. I'm building real relationships. That's what I want this podcast to do for you. So hopefully you enjoyed these lessons, 20-year reflection. We talked about traffic. We talked about testing. We talked about building a tribe. We talked about how you spend your time, and we talked about teaching others, creating content, and hopefully you found some value in this today. Well, hey, God bless you, Business Building Warrior. It was a pleasure hanging out with you. If you have any feedback, we welcome it. No matter where you're listening to this show, I would sure love some feedback, a thumbs up, or a comment. If you're listening on iTunes especially, subscribe, click the little bookmark, or click follow this show. The more subscribers we get, the more marketing our show gets. And that means we're going to hopefully attract more listeners. We have a $0 marketing budget for this show. So we really appreciate when you help us spread the word. Until next time, when we have a probably have a guest, one of our success students. Uh, until next time, God bless you. Keep working hard. Keep plowing forward. And we will work hard to bring you another great episode very, very soon. I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.